0: Coach Jackson, making a return to the podcast. Coach, it's great to have you back.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I, it's, it was just uh, recently we talked about our season there right, right around Christmas time. That was an enjoyable time. I always enjoy talking to you. Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk about pra- practice. Practice. What are you ta- we're talking about practice. We're talking about
0: practice. <laughs> we're talking about practice. Man, that is a viral clip. That was, what, 20-some-plus years ago. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, it still comes out.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and I've used that before with my guys. You know, whenever they're kind of complaining about something or whatever, you know, and I'll, I'll pull that out, and they'll kind of look at me funny because it's kind of passed those guys by. The guys we we coach today, yeah, and you got to try to explain it a little bit to them. So, but yeah, it's it's definitely one that when I first saw it, I was like, I, I did. Yeah, you know, I just kinda like didn't like it, but now you know, all these years have passed, we can all use it as you know, either as a, a funny way to get through to the kids or we can use it as a meme or whatever. So that's awesome. And I know for me as a
0: coach, I enjoy practice way more than games, personally. Uh, it's it's games are just chaotic and you can't stop and repeat and teach, and it's just it just goes. You know? Right. I, yeah, I mean, I love practice.
1: It, it's interesting that you bring that up because when um, we talk about what we're going to talk about, I actually we structure our practice, or even our lifting sessions, in game format, um, and I, okay. I, I'll, I'll explain that to you here when we get to talking about it. But uh, yeah, it's no. interesting that you say you enjoy. I I, I kind of the opposite a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I, we structure everything we do in four quarters basically. Right, and okay. um, we've got three timeouts. And you know, at the end of the day, if we've got all our timeouts, we feel like, hey man, that's been a that's been a great lifting session or that's been a great yeah. practice. Okay. So yeah. Uh but that's I, I kind of see what you're saying too. I you know, I I enjoy practice. There's no mm-hmm. doubt there's no doubt about it. And and honestly, I enjoy the kids during practice because you get to know the kids better, of course, oh, yeah, you for do. Sure. You know, that Friday night, you see what they're made of. You see what kind of, you know, stamina you've built with them. You see mm-hmm. their mental capacity. But during practice, during the week, yeah, it's more laid back. You you get to pull back. You get to correct. You get mm-hmm. to talk to them. And, and it's a little bit looser, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah I, I definitely see your side of it. Yeah. You know, for
0: – I think about, you know, in practice, you can, you're planning it, you have it set up how you want it, Um, you know, you're pushing guys, you're building relationships with guys, and, you know, we like to film practice, and that's something that, you know, we use that as a as a teaching tool, and then I feel better on Fridays going into it, like, hey, I've corrected this, this has been addressed, and we sometimes definitely still make the same mistakes on Fridays, but at right. least you feel better about it, you know, right. okay, we've we've gone over this. we've coached this. I like the four quarters idea, and I'm ready to hear about this because this sounds really you have three timeouts. that's coach. I like that man.
1: yeah, yeah, and and I, I'll it, this is so here at Eastern, this is my third uh, off season with the guys. you know, mm-hmm. I came in uh, three you know, three seasons ago, two years ago, but it was the first off season mm-hmm. when I introduced the idea to them. Uh, let me back up a little, uh, for real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first, and I think we've talked about this, but I, I talked to them about that. They have the, they have control on how successful they are. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm their coach. Yes. I'm the catalyst. I put them in positions. I, you know, I, I push them, I teach them whatever, but they, they have the power to Mm -hmm. be as successful get as many guys out as they want to. Mm -hmm. They have the power to be as strong as they want to. And in my quote with these guys, Mm -hmm. I will always have your back, but you have to have your front, you know, you've got to take care of what you take care of. And then I'll always have your back. So, um, so when I came in, you know, I approached it like that. I said, this is your team. You know, this is not my team. And the guys really turned on to that. So, Mm -hmm that first year when we started the timeout thing, I didn't use a lot of timeouts then. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of feeling them, they were feeling me, and we were trying to get together and come to a, uh, a real, you know, a really, really good union. And this year, though, I've used more timeouts because the expectations are higher, okay? Mm-hmm. the ex- right. And we talk about that. Um, we, It's been one of our talks is, We expect to win. You know, we have set the precedent in our program that, you know, when we go out any given Friday or any given weightlifting session or any Mm -hmm. given practice, any given drill, we're going to compete and we expect to win. Now, that's not meant. And I talk extensively about the fine line on the expectation of winning and then being cocky about winning. And there's mm-hmm. it's two different things, you know, right. and uh, our guys really are, are, are in that phase right now about trying to be better than they were the day before or better than they were that last rep. So mm-hmm. that's where we're at right now. We're, we're, you know, these guys have got tons of what I call they were built correctly by their parents and their mm-hmm. youth coaches when they were young and what we're doing right now is we are just sharpening them okay mm-hmm. they were built bulletproof like the the parents here at eastern they're no nonsense they don't put up with any of the the bs that you hear a lot uh, you know a lot of programs go through but they, they uh, and that's not to say that we don't have some issues we, we do you know and we work through them but one of the awesome things is these guys are built by their parents and their youth coaches. And we're just sharpening them. So we're, we're doing that really fine sharpening right now. So I'm taking more timeouts during, uh, during sessions now to remind them, Hey, you know, you guys have got, you have raised this bar high, you know, and you've got expectations that you all talk about yourself. It's not what I talk about. It's what, what you guys do. And you guys lead, Uh, because at last off season, we really stressed the uh, and it's a quote everybody sees it everybody a lot of people use it uses it but we re- it was it was our theme last year uh, bad teams nobody leads good teams coaches lead and the great teams the players lead and I think we talked about that the last time I was on and uh, they are definitely leading now that's the thing is and i have to remind him I, I, I tell him i said in some of the timeouts i say you guys are the ones that are telling me what you want to do now right and i said that's way different than than when we first started you know we were just feeling each other out didn't have to take a lot of timeouts you know we we were setting the expectation and now you guys are, are running with it so yeah that's it's a it's a really good situation that our guys have bought all in. And we have, I think the other day I talked to my principal, this is how much they've bought in. And it's, and again, when I say this, by no means am I bragging about it. I'm just spreading good news. Okay. You're spreading so we've gospel, got man. Uh, our principal the other day, I asked him, I said, how many boys do we have right now? And he said, we're just a little over a hundred. He said, you have, we've got 102 boys we've had without our basketball team, we had 41 kids in our weight room since January 9th. And now we don't average that every single day. We right. service 41, but we average uh, about 36 is what we average. Man. out of and, and I say that they that is the indicator, man. these guys have bought in. like they you know if we get our if we get our uh, basketball kids, You know, we'll have 51 total kids. We've got half the kids, half the boys in the school playing football. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's that all that is, is just they have control. They have the answers. Okay. It's not, it's not me. You know, I'm not the one bringing them there every day. I'm not the one, you know, yeah, I'm trying to lead them and I'm guiding them, but they ultimately have to make that decision. Mm -hmm. And that's my, always my message to them. You know, they, they've and, and I've got the, uh, the there's a parable. There's a story I heard when I was in college. Um, you know, there's two young kids. They they uh, they knew this this guy, this older guy. He was a guru. He knew every answer to every question. And that really irritated these two young kids. Um, so they come up with an idea one day. They, they figured out, hey, we're going to we're going to fool this guy every answer every question they ever asked him he always had an answer and they said we've got him this time one of them caught a bird and uh he said told his friend he said let's go ask him is this bird in my hand i've got is it alive or is it dead of course the bird was inside the the boy's hand and he you couldn't see it and he said if he answers it's alive he said i'll crush it it'll be dead he said he'll be wrong and he says if he if he says it's dead, I'll just open my hands; it'll fly away. And he's wrong. No matter what he says, he's wrong. We've got him, man. We've got him. So they go to the old guy and they said, "Hey, I've got this bird in my hand Is it alive or dead?" And the old guy looks at the one that doesn't hold holding the bird, and he looks at the other one that's, that's holding the bird, and he says, is that." That's a simple, simple answer. He says, "The answer to your question is in your hands." Mm. you have the control to that answer or you, or you have the control to answer that question. So that's what I tell the guys. I'd like, yeah, you've got a bird in your hands. You decide whether you're successful or not. You decide whether you come to weightlifting or not. Mm. Yes. I want you here, but ultimately it's your team. You, you get as many guys out as you want to get out. You get as many guys here as you, you think you need to win. You know, so. You know, I, 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 I love that. You know, I, uh, I heard that story from Nelson Elliott. He was my defensive line coach at Fairmont State College. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, about a year ago, he passed away. One mm-hmm. of the greatest uh, coaches, one of the greatest men I ever had in my life. And uh, he told us that one time. We were – I think we were playing – we were getting ready to play Glenville, I think. And we had a, uh, a breakfast – a pregame breakfast, and that was his message to us. And I never forgot that. You know, we mm-hmm. we ultimately have control on how much effort we give, how much you know, what we invest. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's our team. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I, that's that was my first message to the guys. And uh, when I t- when I took the program over, and now they're it, it's just blossomed into something really special. And and uh, again, I give them all the credit. You know, I I'm just the guy you know, uh, an old country boy. And I, and I we, we kind of mesh really well, you know, where, where I, where I coach there, they, just a bunch of country kids that love to work. And that's who I am. You know, I, I love to work. I'm, we, you and I've talked, you know, I'm invested in a generational family farm. Uh, got a firewood business that I run and these guys all, I, you're bugging me all the time, you know, about coming and helping me and doing things with me, it's and it's, awesome, man. it's pretty cool. But, but anyway, I'm getting off the subject there, Coach. As far as the four quarters, what we do, we we uh, we do total body lifts. You know, we we do mm-hmm. we start out uh, two days a week for a month, and what we're doing is getting our baselines, we're getting our maxes, and we do uh, like a rep max. Like we'll put like two twenty five, one eighty five. We'll match our guys up to their weights. Right. And then we'll do as many times as we can. We Like uh, our bench, we do a one rep max. But our other ones, um, we'll, we'll do like reps. And then do a rep calculator to get our, get our max. And then what we'll do is um, about a month of that and teaching auxiliaries and teaching movements. We want to be a, a group that when we lift, we're using our whole entire body. And we're not in a a bench press competition, okay? We're not teaching kids, you know, you got to have your back flat. You've got to have all these points of contact. I I know I'm going to probably make some people mad when I say this, but that's a bunch of craziness when you're – there's not one place on the football field that you lay flat on your back with points of contact on the ground and you're pushing up. So what we teach them is, you know, you're going to use your calf muscles, your quads – your hamstrings, your glutes, your core. When you're bench pressing, you're using your whole body. I don't care if you arch your back every all the way up when you're pressing that weight. That's what we want you to do. Right. And um, I know that'll upset some guys, but <laughs> we're not in a bench press competition. So. No, we're not. No. <laughs> so, um, and, and and I and I, I really stress that you know, and when we do like um, when we do our our uh, heavy Uh, shrugs you know I'll teach the guys you have a slight knee bend and you bring that shrug all the way from your calves all the way up through your quads all the way through your core all the way up in there to your traps and you know it's a total body workout and uh, then anyway anyway, what we'll do in the first quarter we always just do our upper body core which is our bench and then all of our auxiliaries while we're doing that we're going to do lower body auxiliaries and yeah. if we've got, uh, say, for example, we've had 36 guys and we've got six stations, we'll have six guys to a station. Everybody has a exercise they're doing. While one guy's benching, there's other guys that are doing like uh, calf raises and there's mm-hmm. guys that are doing side-to-side lunges. We've just got a whole list of things that we do. But there's always a spotter. So, you know, you always have a spotter. Now, if we get more guys than that – we usually have a rest station. Like when we had the 41 in there, when we get 41, we'll have to have a rest station in there because we only got six stations, and right. you can only do so many exercises. Right. But uh, usually, it takes us about for that that first quarter. It takes us about 15 minutes, maybe mm-hmm. a little longer. the The second quarter, we jump right in and we get busy with our uh, lower body um, core. And then we'll do our upper body auxiliaries. Mm-hmm. Um, we always have a halftime. And we always have mm-hmm. eva- between quarters. We'll always evaluate just like a game. We'll mm-hmm. say, you know, during a, a game between those quarters, you guys are all you know, breathing heavy. You're wanting water bottles. But you've got to take time to listen to your coaches. You've got to focus on what your coaches are saying. So we do that when we're working out. I mean, these guys, we don't you know, we, we don't time them at the stations, but it's an upbeat workout. Mm -hmm. And when between quarters, you know, they're sweating profusely and they're breathing heavy and they're all trying to get a drink, but they have to listen to us as coaches in the weight room, talk to them. Hey, that looked great. We're up 28 to nothing in the first quarter right now. You guys are doing great. And there's been times when it's tied up seven to seven, you guys got to pick it up in the second quarter. When we go to our low lower body core, you got to give more. I don't want to hear you talking about what you had for lunch. Okay. Right. That's one of the things that we right. get on them about. You know, we don't want to hear you talking about, you know, what happened during the day. We want to hear you talk about encouraging your teammate, you know, telling them, hey, just try to get that parallel squat, um, keep your eyes forward, don't look at your feet, stuff like that. You know, we'll mm-hmm. give them things that we want to hear them talking about. But anyway, uh, the third quarter is something that uh, we feel is so important to our program. We do a uh, shoulder girdle routine. We do it mm-hmm. every time we lift. We do a heavy set of front raises. We do a light set of side raises. and We do a heavy set of um, shrugs. Mm-hmm. And now inside of that, we'll throw in like, we'll let them do like uh, like, say for example, an in and out with a curl bar we'll have an in-and-out with or triceps or something like that. But that mm-hmm. shoulder girdle is really important for us. Um, years ago, when I was coaching at Ravens, we had several guys get some shoulder injuries. And I think I was at a clinic in Louisville. And I, honestly, I forget who I heard talk. And they talked about they did a heavy routine with their shoulders every single time they lifted. And their shoulder injuries had plummeted. So we started doing that there, Ravens. Wouldn't we still do it now? And we haven't had any really, uh, really serious like you know, rotator cuffs or labrums or any kind of stuff like that. So I, I feel like it's it's a must. It's uh, and you know uh, something that I'm really high on saying, and I tell these guys all the time. I was like, "There's a thousand ways that you can lift weights to get stronger." Okay. That's a fact. Yeah. But there's only one program that teaches you the culture of your football team and that's the one that your coaches are leading and i i feel that team culture is greater and stronger than any kind of routine that you can go and get any trainer out there to give you or you know work with or whatever so you know our guy and that's i think that's why our guys are, are wanting to be part of what we're doing you know we we really stress that but the fourth quarter uh, what we do is a physical and mental challenge, and mm-hmm. I always this is they the guys hear this every single time we lift weights. We want to play our best football in the fourth quarter. Right. It does not matter if we are winning or losing. That's mm-hmm. when we want to play our best. That's when you're the most tired, both physically and mentally, and you've got to dig down and break through that wall. So what we'll do is like my favorite's the farmer's walk. I, mm. I we don't do it every time we do it we've got several that we do but we challenge them you've got to pick a weight that you know is going to push you and Mm -hmm. we'll time them like we break the fourth quarter down into like um sections like we'll go two minute sections like the fourth quarter usually takes us about eight minutes to get through um but that last two minutes is the most challenging and You know farmers walk we'll just be around the room with real heavy dumbbells you know we've got a set of safety protocols we go through we don't want to you know bust our toes (laughs) off or hurt somebody else but Mm -hmm. anyway um i will say this the kids when they come in they're always looking at at the workouts on the board they always look at the fourth quarter first (laughs) they want to know what the fourth quarter is before they see anything else and when right. farmer's walk is there, I don't get a lot of grumbling, but I get a lot of, oh, here we go. You know, right, like, yeah. you know it's they've got something that they know that's challenging them. Like yesterday, we had the box challenge. Uh, yeah. We we started getting into our plyometrics and it's it's uh, it's not really so physical as it is mentally. Like because here's what we do. We go through all of our whole routine of our plyometrics and at the very mm. end, in the last two minutes, we start stacking boxes. And mm. what we do is we say, if you think you can get up there, we want you to get up there. Like yesterday, we had a kid get up. I believe he got up on the 48-inch uh, box. Ooh, man. It was awesome. Um, but the, the higher they go, you start seeing guys be like, I'm out. They don't even right. try. So I'm like, right. I, I, I challenge them, though. I said, now, wait a second you're not trying, you're you're already beat. How many of you haven't raised their hands? How many of you guys thought when I stacked the first box, oh, I can't make that? You did and they raised their hand. I said, well, see, you already beat yourself. So what I did, I challenged those guys. I said, at least try it. We, of course, got spotters three ways, you know. Sure, yeah. And And, it, and to me, here's where guys fail. They drag their toes, okay? Mm-hmm. Their toes aren't up. I said, mm-hmm. if you guys get your toes up, you're going to get, you'll get up there. Like a lot of you guys want to drag your toes and that's when you're tripping, mm-hmm. you know, over the boxes or whatever. So anyway, we got guys to get up on that first box. It didn't even think the first time we stacked them didn't even, they, they thought they were beat already. So, you know, it, another one we do in the fourth quarter, uh, we do a plank routine and oh, that's, those are fun. Yeah. And we, in our last session, it, it went past two minutes um i believe we had a guy hold a plank for nine minutes okay? oh my gosh yeah and just <laughs> physical challenges like that and mental challenges we we worked the heck out of that in the fourth fourth quarter you know so uh but if it's been a great day when you got all your timeouts left okay yeah um yeah but we we had to take a timeout the other day i had to get on them a little bit you know like i was saying they were it, it was too much of a a session of and we're an hour to an hour and 15 you know we and right. we and those kids come out of there and they're spent they've got a full body workout and um i you know i'm i'm really happy with what we do with that that's awesome coach yeah but, at liberty we were like that
0: in college just four days a week full body because uh, football's playing your feet it's a full body game yeah and yeah man you're preaching to the choir there that's good yeah. stuff
1: yeah yeah I, you know, there's some things that we do, um, you know, teaching parallel squat is, is tough, especially with our eight, our guys that are coming in as we ninth graders next year. Mm -hmm. Like we've got one boy, um, he's about, I think he's six, three, um, and he's all legs. He's a lineman, but he's, he's, he hasn't, he doesn't have any muscle mass yet. He's right. He's, he's a lineman and he is struggling uh, as a young guy so you know we'll we will teach uh, We we've got adjustable benches
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we get that bench adjusted to where certain guys like you know they'll like he's his parallel isn't like a kid that's like five foot eight you know mm-hmm. and uh we will have them just touch not sit on the bench mm-hmm. but just touch their tail when it shows like you know I, we used to use those uh, parallel squat indicators you'd strap it around your leg mm-hmm. i don't know if you've ever seen those yes. and it'd give a little talk about yeah yeah i i'm not i'm not kidding you i think we used those for probably maybe like 6 weeks when we got them and then they mm-hmm. started malfunctioning you know all the time mm-hmm. you couldn't keep batteries in them mm-hmm. but so what we started doing was just using a bench or a box and they had to touch and that was just an indicator to say you're at parallel come right. on back up now and that's mm-hmm. the way we you know that's that's something that we're pretty you know uh we teach a lot with the kids and then like yesterday on on Thursdays we do below parallel we do some Mm -hmm. low weight we do high reps we get that full range of motion where they're going all the way down there and and it's not about um on those days it's not about the strength part of it it's about the movement it's about getting better with your range of motions and stuff. So, you know, I, I, I try. You know, we try to give everything we can to those kids, and and they they turn on to it. Uh, so we're happy about our off season. And you know, last year, here's a good indicator: we had 18 guys. Uh, let me. I wrote it down here. Let me look at this real quick. Coach, I love how much you write down. That's fantastic. (laughs) We had – and this is an indicator. You always try to – we can say, hey, we're getting stronger, but we keep track of all our kids. So they improved their baselines. We had 18 guys improve 40 pounds or more, okay, on their bench last year. 18 guys. And then we had 18 of them increase 60 pounds or more on their squat. The highest was like 120 the highest bench was like 70 you know Damn, we get yeah. guys coming in that can't even bench the bar you right. know and again i understand that you get a testosterone dump and those guys are finally starting to grow and they're right. going to they're, they're going to increase but right. i also know that, that many kids you know not all some uh, you know we've got a freshman he's already hit you know his testosterone dump he's past that point and he's increasing, like, we've been in there, I think it's now seven weeks, Mm -hmm. and, man, he has improved so much, so, and then we had um, the remainder of the kids last year, we had, we had 10 that increased 25 to 35 pounds Mm -hmm. on all their cores, and the remainder of the kids were 10 to 20 pounds, but here's the thing we've figured out, we track, we track our days, like, we do Mm -hmm. an attendance sheet, and at the Mm -hmm. end of the year, the guy that has the most days in attendance, they get a a weightlifting trophy at the banquet. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're dedicated and you don't miss any days um, for a month, you get a dedication t-shirt. You know, That's it's awesome. it, it, we don't have like the thousand pound club or anything like that. It's all directly right. related to your attendance. Right. So what we found out was the ones with the lower rate of attendance, they had the least amount of improvement. Mm-hmm. And we present that information to them. And say, guys, here's here's the deal. You know, you you come, you're going to get stronger, all right. You don't come, you're not going to get stronger. And mm-hmm. it's just right in front of them. It's in black and white, and and they mm-hmm. their eyes open up pretty big, and they're like, yeah, we we know we got to we got to do better with that. So, mm-hmm. but you uh, we, we were talking about practice schedules during the season. We do the kind of the same thing with our 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 practice. We we go four quarters. Mm. but we'll rotate those quarters a little bit on who's doing what. Like, for example, mm. like on Mondays, well, we already talked about this. We hit the sled. We block and tackle four days a week. That is so right? beautiful. And, and, you know, our, that's our pre-practice. You know, right. is, you know we'll, we'll use five minutes inside, and we'll tell the kids today is what we are doing. This mm-hmm. is our practice today. We'll give them a little primer on what we're going to mm. try to accomplish. You know, uh, we'll go out and these guys will hit the sled. We hit the sled. We drive it basically fifty yards on a Monday. We drive it a hundred yards on both Tuesday and Wednesday, and then on mm. Thursdays we drive it fifty yards. Okay. Mm. Um, they'll. We use the. We've talked about this before, but we tackle with. Uh, light tubes. We've got the heavy, big mm. work tackling round. It's clumsy. Mm. You cannot get thirty five or forty guys through it very quickly, but we do use it some, mm. but we use uh, you know, like truck inner tubes. We've talked about that. Yeah. striking points. we teach hawk tackle. we you know we mm. want to come in low. We, we we talk about sniper tackle. you know mm. a good sniper tackle is one. You put the guy down the ground right now, and mm-hmm. that good sweet spot is that that aiming point right at the knee, and we're mm-hmm. talking right through there, roll through it. You put him down like that. We we give a sniper award, you know. Hey, that's a sniper tackle, good job. He's not going anywhere. He can, right. you know uh, you know a high tackle, even if you're up in around the core area, guys are still going to fight for yards. You know, right. you got a guy stood up. You know, if you don't get that good square hit on him, he's still going to fight for yards. But a sniper tackle, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. going to fall like he got shot with a sniper rifle. So, but but anyway, we've got an S tackling sled. It's one of the mm-hmm. best pieces of equipment we use. Um, we'll hit it every every day except uh, Thursdays. We because what we do is we go to a practice field, drive the sled. Then we go, take our equipment off, and we do our light practice on the field. So we do cut that out the any tackling on thursday. but but anyway, when we get into um, we'll do a first quarter with um, our our Tuesday workouts starts out special teams first. Mm-hmm. Uh, our special teams will go approximately about fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. We'll do some um, snapping some kicking some receiving but then we'll throw in say for example we'll throw in a return that day okay whatever our special teams coach has he'll throw in and we'll do at least one of those it could be an extra point thing that we saw hey we've got to get better at this Mm -hmm. he'll throw that in with so we'll go into our second quarter and again, we we'll, if we if we've got to take a timeout, we gotta say, hey, this practice is not going the greatest. We've got to pick it up. You know, our focus isn't where it needs to be. Or if we are on point and our enthusiasm is high, we're yelling, we are up 28 to nothing right now. Do not back down, stick the dagger in them and put them away. You know, we've mm-hmm. we've got both those scenarios. So mm-hmm. our second quarter will be our on Tuesdays will be our offensive side of it. And mm-hmm. what'll happen. Uh, our offensive coordinator, he makes his practice plan. He'll have the backs and the quarterbacks with, uh, you know, handoffs and pivots first. Our receivers are going over, uh, you know, blocking. where They're going over at the same time they're going to go over, you know, uh, routes, you know, where to place their feet, you know, stuff like that on the sideline. Whatever specific routes that our offensive coordinator has talked about, we're going to mm-hmm. use this week that's the ones that they really you know practice during that individual time and of course our o lines and individual uh we'll come roughly we'll go through that about uh it depends some days it's 15 some days it'll be 20 just whatever we think that we're really flexible with that it might spread it out a little bit but it's Mm -hmm. always within like a five to ten minute range uh -hmm. that we think that our offensive coordinator needs And then he'll come together with team time, and we'll go over a few situations, um, and then we'll do defensive time. On Mm -hmm. defensive time, on that third quarter, uh, that day will be, like, introducing their sets and how we line up against it. We Mm -hmm. won't install, like, any of our blitzes that day. We won't uh, do any kind of inside run or anything. We're just going over the big picture with our defense. And right. say, here's how we line up. Here's what they do. Here's their, here's their base plays. Here's their go-to plays. And here's a few pass plays. And here's how we line mm-hmm. up. That's usually about 20 minutes. And then, again, our fourth <coughs> quarter is going to be a conditioning time with the guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we condition, we've done several things. The one that I think that we love the most, uh, we do uh, a lot of conditioning in the preseason during practice. Right. Okay, we're moving so quick and we're mm-hmm. running so much. That's when a lot of our conditioning is. But when we get into the regular season, we always try to end the day up. They're going to run some, you know, but we, we'll we set uh, – we use barrels for our offensive line. You know, we'll set the uh, barrels out there. We've used the 30-gallon trash cans before to, mm-hmm. to line up the defense. You know, a lot right. of guys do use whatever. We We use those light plastic barrels but we'll set them up in the four corners and the guys have got to get a, a time around that four, four corners. Like our linemen are like a minute 20 and then our backs are like a minute. And we'll do that, you know, like probably six, seven times. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I we have not had an issue with our guys getting, uh Wore out so completely, completely in a game that we feel like we're not conditioned. Mm-hmm. We feel like we're pretty well conditioned, and you 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 know this, coach. You can see when you're not. You know, oh, you sure, can yeah. Tell when you're not conditioned. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, on on Wednesday we'll switch that uh, four quarters up. It'll be a defensive day. We get the bulk of the the time, and we'll do a ten minutes uh, fundamental defensive circuit. We'll do a ten minute individual. Uh, usually do about a 10 to maybe 15-minute inside run and mm-hmm. 10 to 15-minute skelly, and then we come together for team time. Then the third quarter, our offense will be uh, – he'll just be polishing up everything he needs or addressing some issues that we had from the day before, just practice notes. So, sure. but, uh, but, yeah, like I said, if we we like to approach everything we do just like kind of like the game. And mm-hmm. that's why we always put special teams first. What's the first thing you do mm-hmm. in a game? Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a great idea. You're either kicking off or you're receiving. And that's what. That's why we always put our special teams first. And uh, and, and, and we use our special teams time to do conditioning too. I, you know, mm-hmm. when we do our uh, kickoff coverage, mm-hmm. every single kid, even our 300-pound lineman who will never be on kickoff is going to line up and he's going to run down the field to cover, and oh, right. uh, nobody gets out of it. You know, and like for example, when we'll do our extra point or our field goal time, we mm-hmm. get three or four teams on the sideline, mm-hmm. and they've what we do it's a challenge: who mm-hmm. can get off the extra point in the quickest amount of time. So right. you know, we'll we'll send them back there, kind of try to estimate. Here's the twenty yard line, or whatever, or whatever that is, twenty five, and You gotta you gotta run in, get set, get the kickoff, Mm -hmm. and then we'll time you. And a lot of times we'll get guys that we'll get groups are like 12 seconds, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 seconds, but man, every once in a while you get that group that really you beats Mm -hmm. the challenge, and they're like at that eight second mark. Uh, so we everybody does it, nobody gets out of it. You know, that's why I, I talked to you on the last podcast. You know our quarterback, he doesn't get out of blocking drills. You know right, he's yeah. hitting that sled. He's in blocking drills just as just as often as our O line guys. So
0: beautiful, Coach. Man, you're still your full wisdom, Coach. I always appreciate you coming on and sharing with us.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you having me. I, I feel like I'm. Uh, I hope I don't get like an old, wore out tire. You know, I mean, I think
0: no, not I've at all.
1: About four times now, and and uh, of course we talk you know pretty often on mm-hmm. text and and whatnot, but. Uh, but I definitely enjoy talking football, not just with yeah. you here on the podcast, but with you in general and all the guys that we know. You know, there's a lot of guys, you know, you'll shoot a text to and say, hey, how did you do this uh, against so-and-so? And they're like, nobody, everybody's like, hey, here's what we did, you know. Right. Um, Coach Beck, you and I know Coach Beck at Williamstown. And, uh, you know, I was at Ravenswood. We played Williamstown every, every year. And of course, you know you're kind of rivals, and you're trying to best each other. And they got the best of us all those years. Um, you know, I think we beat them in 2014, and then after that, it was just every year we took our butt whipping by them. But we have traded over the years just different ideas, like, hey, this is here's what we did. Oh, I, I remember what it was. We we had really good success against Coach Burnside at Doddridge with a defense that we were doing and uh you know it's kind of wild to uh hunter america was just unbelievable back oh yeah you know? really good player and we had held him scoreless in the first half of one of our games and i think he only had like 26 yards you know oh, geez and it was you know our guys were just basically doing exactly what we had coached him to do and then of course that didn't last into the second half. I believe it was like the right. first drive. I think he busted like a 65-yard run or something for a touchdown. But Coach right. Beck saw that film somewhere. I, f- I forget where it, what it, He may have got it somehow. But anyway, uh, he, mm-hmm. he sent me a text a couple years later, and he said, hey, how did you guys do that? And I said, well, here's what we did. you know." And uh, he said, yeah, that's that's something that's pretty interesting. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. joy talking to you and all the guys, and it's a it's good time, man. Absolutely, Coach.
0: I appreciate you, Coach. More than you know.
1: All right. Thank you, man.